It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Side Hustlers, and in this podcast, we learn the stories of people who hustle their butts off, people who follow a passion outside of their day job and actually choose to work more. Yes, I know they sound a little crazy. Mm, They might be. I'm Carla Murray, your host from iHeartRadio. I live in Seattle, Washington, where I host a morning show with my best friend, Anthony. It's called The Carla Murray and Anthony Show, and you can hear it on iHeartRadio from anywhere. You can follow me on Instagram at the Carla Marie. It is the best way to find out how you can listen to my show and everything I've got going on. I was born and raised in New Jersey, got my start in radio at Elvis Duran in the morning show in New York City. And while radio has been my dream forever and it still is, this podcast has been one of the most rewarding experiences ever. And I hope that you also think the same because these stories that everyone shares of how hard they work for what they love is truly incredible. This podcast has essentially turned into my own side hustle. And this week, we're going to hear Carly's story, not to be confused with me. Carly is making waves in the medical industry, mainly for women. But guys, I don't want you to be turned away from this episode. You're going to learn so much. I promise. Carly was working at 
Uber when she met Afton, and together they created Modern Fertility. It's an at-home fertility hormone test, which means you don't have to go to the doctor or pay thousands of dollars to know information about your body. Now, I took this test, and we're going to talk a little bit about my results in this episode, but Carly and Afton essentially built a medical company from the ground up in the middle of Silicon Valley, and it's going to change women's healthcare as we know it forever. So go to modernfertility.com slash Carla Marie. You're going to learn more about modern fertility and you're going to be able to get a discount on your kit, which is super cool that they've done that for listeners of this podcast. So Carly is joining us to share her story of side hustling. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Okay, so this episode, I've got Carly, co-founder of Modern Fertility, a company that I have recently become obsessed with, a company that I have used and love and fully support. So Carly, hello, first of all. Hello. Kind of name twins or name sisters, I guess we'd be because I, everyone calls me Carly all the time. Yeah, we're name, we're name pseudo twins. Yeah, cousins maybe. I don't know what it would be. But Carly, <laughs> welcome to Side Hustlers. And I'm going to, what I know that I won't do justice. So I want you to actually explain what modern fertility is and what you guys do as a company. Absolutely. So modern fertility is a women's health company. And we're focused on making fertility information more accessible earlier in life. Keyword earlier. Yes. We are, you know, waiting much longer to have kids. We've got stuff to do and that's great, but it's also posed this very strange problem. One in six couples has trouble conceiving, which is, which is crazy. It's pretty mind boggling when you think about that. And our modern tools, education, our resources just have not caught up whatsoever to meet our, our very modern needs, which are our different needs. So we at Modern Fertility are trying to close that information gap around fertility by taking the same fertility hormone tests that are offered traditionally in infertility clinics, typically when a woman or a couple is already having trouble conceiving and bringing them into women's lives earlier so we can track our hormones over time and have more proactive conversations with our doctors, with our partners, or just with ourselves. Uh, and really have that data to start to make decisions about the future. And you guys do this through a, I guess, a finger prick test is what it was when I did it. And I had to like make sure my blood got on like (laughs) the little cardboard thing and send it Uh out to you guys. And so my AMH levels, which is what I'm learning, or sorry, my ovarian reserve, which is my AMH levels, which by the way, if it weren't for you guys, I would have no idea what any of this meant. Like we don't learn this stuff in school and it's crazy. So I found out that mine were low. I mean, like literally the lowest they could be on there. I'm a 0.54, which is information I would have never had or never even thought about getting if I didn't hear about you guys. And I was able to take that to my doctor and we were able to have a conversation and say, okay, you know, where do I'm 31 now? When do I think I want to have kids? What is my plan? So we're kind of just monitoring it for now. But when I got that, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. First of all, I panicked a little bit, even though I shouldn't have. And then I thought, wow, like I'm armed with information and knowledge that is 
the best gift you can give yourself. And it's crazy in my mind that before you guys started this company, there was no easy access to this. And without you guys, we wouldn't have it. So first of all, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm so, you said it so well. I, I, it's, it's just crazy that we haven't been able to have, you know, these, these tests that have been around for years and years um, more accessible to us, you know, and the fact that we already have to have trouble conceiving in order to understand what's going yeah. on in the first place is just, it's, it's just not good enough anymore. So I think you really nailed it home. And one thing that we're really focused on, not only giving women a neutral, clinically sound resource. So like, here's what the science says and does not say about how these hormones relate to your fertility. There is no predictor of fertility aside from right. a baby, you know, that is absolute. <laughs> That's not even talking about, you know, half the picture is the guy, is, you know, the sperm. Yeah. So to be, you need to be able to understand that also. Um, hormones are one piece of the picture and you should be able to use them to help sort of inform your decisions. And then when you get this testing, we are really focused on support. So um, making sure that you know that you can chat one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse who knows these hormones inside and out, who has talked to hundreds and hundreds of women about how they interact uh, and how they relate to outcomes. Um, and sometimes you just want to talk to a human being, and we think that's really important. Of course. Um, and then we also do a weekly a, a webinar, which we call an eggnar. Yeah, so um, I, we're I not love that. Did you, did you do it? No, yeah. So when I got my results, you get this email that's like, there's a eggnar or web webinar <laughs> at this time on this day and I was like you know what I'm yeah. gonna like prep my dinner and just listen to it and then it just That's turned amazing. into me sitting there with a notebook watching it and the hearing words I'm like oh, I remember that word from bio in high school and like little uh -huh. things start coming back but I was like oh my god I understand this way more now and it's the resources you guys offer at like a, an affordable price is what's crazy like you're saying you don't have to go to a fertility or infertility clinic to pay all this money for the test and go through insurance you can just order this box to your apartment the same way you order your beauty subscription box yeah and and it's not it's not just about the testing itself you're exactly right it's about you know starting a conversation about this stuff earlier yes. um and being able to get your your questions answered so i think historically you know fertility in general has been this you know fertility hasn't even existed it's just been yeah. infertility right and in order to get most of you know this testing covered you would have to prove that you've been trying to conceive for a year and having trouble so it just it just doesn't fit with what we need now as a modern woman i i'm turning 30 in a month oh less than Yay. A month, and i am not having kids anytime soon my mom at 30 had three you yeah. know it's just we're just living in a different world and and we need to shift things around a bit so hopefully we'll get to the place where every woman is you know proactively checking in on fertility just like she gets a pap smear yeah exactly and and we're all in the know and we're all more you know informed and therefore empowered to do to make the decisions that that are the right decisions for us so you obviously didn't just wake up one day and start modern fertility <laughs> and if that's the story that's awesome but I know no, this no. was a side hustle for you hence why you're on this podcast so it's crazy to me that you were working at uber correct that yes. was your last job before you know officially leaving and going to modern fertility what was your job at uber yeah so i worked on what was called the this is this is this is gonna we're gonna get into it what was called the uber everything team oh wow that um, is and we <laughs> 
and our our job was basically to figure out you know what else we could build with the uber network that wasn't you know just rider driver so we built uber eats uh thank from you. the ground up thank you yeah. so much <laughs> oh well you know <laughs> um we built uber eats we built uber rush we ran a bunch of experiments we, we started to build uber health um also and I had a, I had an unbelievable experience at, at Uber. Um, people always want to know, you know, a, about it. It's just, you know, it's been, it's been in the news. Um, mm -hmm. My team, that Uber Everything team, we were kind of like the, we like to think of ourselves as these sort of like experimenters, science nerds who, you know, were in this other building trying to come up with new things that we could do with the platform. So I, I learned a ton, you know, being on, on, you know, the product and marketing teams over, over on uh, Uber Everything. But, um, very different from what I'm doing now. And yeah. we can talk a little bit about how that came about. But yeah, that's the scoop. And I had been at Google for two years before that building. Uh, I was building a program to help small businesses uh, succeed online, to help small businesses get websites and help mayors and chambers of commerce educate small business owners on, you know, like what the internet can do for them, which sounds kind of obvious. So you know, cool, like, though. Oh, every business is on the internet, but it's not true. You no. know, there are so many, you know, people were like that are sort of, you know, felt left behind in all of it. So that's what that's what we were trying to do. So all over the board. <laughs> well, you've clearly taken what you had at your day jobs and turned that use those skills in your side hustle. I mean, what you're saying, small, mm -hmm. you know, getting a small business online clearly was part of Google and just the being innovative. You obviously were a part of that at Uber. So when did modern fertility or at least the idea when did that start? Because I know you're co-founder with Afton. Like, how did you guys yes. connect? How did you know each other? Explain that story. We were introduced. We we did not know each other before we started Modern Fertility. Cool. We were introduced um, on a blind friend date. Oh, my God. I love uh, those. By, oh, yes. By a mutual friend who I think we have to frame this email because he sent the most epic intro email of all time. You guys, you know what one of those emails are like when somebody like really puts the time into hyping you up to yeah. the other person. And it's just like impeccably done. So it, it was one of those. And we met, we met right around the corner from the Uber office because, you know, I was there at the time. We got coffee and Afton, and we can talk a little bit about my lack of knowledge in the fertility space before digging in here. Afton, on the other hand, was very well steeped in the fertility space. She had worked uh, worked on a bunch of deals when she was in healthcare, private equity. She really saw how much money and there was in in these reactive treatments in you know like women not understanding earlier you know how that fertility changes with age and what their options were and therefore like how much they were willing to spend in, in egg freezing and IVF or you know all of these kind of crazy sort of imbalances so she had had that in her mind earlier and she knew you know I want to I want to have kids later in life and had known about the, you know, the fertility workup and the blood testing that fertility clinics generally do yeah. to assess if you're a good candidate for egg freezing or IVF. And it's the exact same panel of hormone tests that we now offer with Modern Fertility. She went to her OBGYN, wasn't able to get the testing, went to a reproductive endocrinologist, finally got the testing done, was like pretty blown away by the insight she was able to glean yeah. um, with help from her doctor, but she got a bill in the mail for $1,500. Like what? <laughs> just like, yes, just to see, you know, where she was. So she was, she had a ton of conviction. And that, how, you know, just like, to this is something. explain to people, how much does a modern fertility kit cost? It is one fifty nine, okay, one hundred fifty nine dollars, as opposed to one thousand five hundred. Exactly, and uh, and yeah, ex and with it, all of the support and the human speak mm -hmm. of you know people who are building this, who are you know 
we're building this for ourselves. So it's people are always like, this resonates with me. And I don't know why. And I'm like, it's because I'm you, yeah, <laughs> you know, same. like we're, 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 we're working <laughs> with an unbelievable team of medical advisors. And then we, you know, like we translate that into the way we want to be spoken to, which is, you know, like it's not overly simplified. We want all the information, but like we need to know what we need to know. Back to the coffee meeting. Yeah. Long story short, I basically was like, cool. Yeah. Babies aren't my thing. No, thank you. Like when we first met, like she had a ton of conviction. And I was like, Fertility, la la la. Yeah. I'm a career woman. I'm a modern woman. I don't need to know. But, I don't want to know. And we should, and exactly reasons why we should know because a, of all those things. Exactly. Yes. And I was convinced that in order to, yeah, in order to be a badass modern woman, you needed to sort of stiff arm the baby stuff. I don't know. A bit of that may have been, I, I, I had an amazing mom who's a stay at home mom and she did that. And she sort of was always like, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this sort of other thing. You know, um, I really thought it had to be either or for a long time until you were ready to go. And the more I started digging into the science, the more I realized as a well-educated young woman, how much I did not know. Yes. And that blew my mind. Uh, so I started doing a ton of research. I started reading clinical studies. I started, we started this little mini like egg book club between Afton and I. And I became obsessed with the idea of showing my former self the value of this information, that it was completely the opposite of what I thought it was. I thought you were kind of, you know, like weak or baby crazy if you were thinking about this stuff. And it was, it is completely the opposite. You were the most badass, powerful human yeah. being if you understand what's going on in your body. So um, I think sometimes, sometimes your biggest blind spots are the things that you are most well-equipped to help change. And I think it surprises people sometimes when I say, I didn't think I needed to be bothered with fertility information, but I think that's why it works because I'm, you know, really focused on the messaging and the brand and, you know, our product and how, how we're speaking to women and giving them the support and resources we need while Afton is, you know, really focused on the clinical side and the business side. And I think that melding of those two worlds is, is, is what has, you know, enabled us to, to do this. So how long were you guys coming up with this idea, doing your egg book clubs and stuff before you were like, okay, I'm leaving my job at Uber to go start this brand new company? Yeah, it was about, it was about four-ish, four months or so. And, you know, we would work, I would work on the weekends with Afton and we would start building out, you know, <laughs> we had this list. People always ask like, how do you build a company? And I say a list. <laughs> it's like, it's not sexy, but that's literally what it was. We had this list that was like, A, all of Afton's things, see all of Harley's things and like here are all the things that need to happen in order for us to get from like negative zero to zero zero to 0 0.5 0 0.5 to one so we started taking away at things at that list and it, it people always ask me too like when did you know <laughs> that okay this is gonna you're yes. gonna take the leap like when did you have like the confidence and it's weird I've I think I've always been this sort of person but for me it was way more terrifying to not do this like it was so clear that this needed to exist in the world that like the facts, like the idea of not doing it was way scarier than the idea of doing it. Wow. So um, I think at that, That's like, at that we, yeah, but also, and I will say to that too, I am very fortunate that I was in the position to be like, screw it, let's do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did not have kids, you know, like I do not, I do not have student loans. Thank God I was able to like be in this position where I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take this gamble and, and I want to make sure like, not everyone can do that. So I, I, I'm not sure that that gets no, you're, you know, said enough too, because we sort of fancy, we sort of, yeah, romanticize this. Just quitting our moment. job and running off into the it's sunset. Not that, it's yeah, not. It's not that, it's not that easy. And I'm very lucky that I like, 
was was at the place where I was like, you know what? Okay, the worst thing that could happen is, you know, I don't get paid for X years or months or whatever. Like, here's what that would look like. And like, yes, that is scary, but like, I'll be okay. So yeah, that's the, that's the story. But you, it's crazy because, okay, there's the medical side of this. Like you have to work with doctors and clinics mm-hmm. and you've, I'm sure had to convince these people like, Hey, this is a good thing to be a part of. But then there's the whole front facing, the cute little box I get that explains <laughs> all the steps with all the little, yep. the medical equipment inside, like the little thing to prick my finger and all of this. Like there's so many parts to this when you sit down and think that two women who weren't in a medical kit testing career before this made this company. How the heck did you do that? Other than your list. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the, I mean, the very first thing was, you know, this has to be clinically sound and this, this has to have the best science attached to it or else nothing else matters. So that was our focus from day one. And uh, on top of that, we wanted to publish in a peer reviewed medical journal, which is something mm-hmm. that many companies, you know, like billion dollar companies don't focus on for a long time. But to us, it was just, it was really important that we started there. So we started immediately with, um, with physicians, with building our medical advisory board. And we ran our own clinical study that demonstrated that, you know, the finger prick test was clinically equivalent to doing a traditional, this word is kind of scary, venipuncture draw, which is basically a traditional blood draw, because we wanted there to be no question about, you know, like you can do this at home and you can feel good about these results. So yeah, I think, I think also when you're like in Silicon Valley and you're in this startup mode, you know, like focusing on that first is not always like the thing that is flashy and exciting. Um, to us, it was exciting because we're nerds. But I, yeah, you don't think, think about that think, part. Yeah, yeah. I think the way I think the way you go about it is is important. And then I'll also say, like, uh, Afton and I, we look at each other all the time, and we we say, thank God we started this company. We were twenty, we were twenty seven when we started the company, but we we look at each other all the time and say, how do people start companies at 18? Like we called in every favor you could ever imagine from anyone we've ever worked with. <laughs> so, you know, everyone from Google, from Uber, Afton was at 23 and me for a couple of years. So we, we were just sort of, you know, like, what do you think about this? We were, it's favors, it's people supporting you. And I, I feel really lucky that we had sort of like built up this network of people who were there, who were excited and they're in there to help us. You cannot do it alone. No. Absolutely. And I could not agree with you more. And that has actually been a lot of the what everyone kind of champions in this podcast that they come on here and they're like, well, I couldn't have done it without my friends working for free or them wanting to be a part of this or just (laughs) run my store and do the dirty work because it was fun. They believed in me. And it's so true. Surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and think differently than you is also huge because it's a whole new perspective and people are going to be honest with you as well because if you mm-hmm. don't want someone who's just like yeah that's a great idea you want people to be honest with you and real with you and clearly you guys had a great support system but was there ever anyone you don't have to name them exactly but in your life who was like that's a dumb idea you're taking too much of a risk oh, no one's gonna yeah really oh, yeah my my favorite my favorite thing to tell people is I will never forget being told by a boss um to be patient this boss was like your time will come you know like be patient you know like I forget what I was pushing <laughs> what I was rattling about but like you know I had conviction about something and I was sort of told to shh <laughs> you know just call, just be patient or whatever so I 
I always say like, when you hear that, it's not you, like you're not overbearing. Like it's, it's that it's the person or the situation. Like, don't be patient. If we had been patient, like right. we would never have built a thing. So I think all too often that happens where people sort of want you to stay where you are because like, that's easier, but like, that's their problem. Not I yours. agree. No, it's, it's so true. And you're right. But you do have to at some point bite the bullet and just do it mm-hmm. and not listen to what everyone's saying about being patient and just wait. Like you just said, your time will come is like one of you're right. Like one of the worst unmotivating things you can hear. So glad you didn't <laughs> right. listen. Or, like, or the wait your turn thing. I just think we live in a different world. And like, I get that there's different careers where you take these paths and like those things are sort of like locked in and that that is what it is. But, you know, I, I refuse to believe that no matter how young you are, where you're from, what you look like, what your gender is like, that you need to wait for anyone to give you permission no. to do anything. I love that. I, that is like the the quote of this podcast. I'm going to like <laughs> save that and send it out to everyone to to see and read because I love that. But did you plan on leaving Uber when you and Afton were like, all right, we're going to do this? Did you think you could do modern fertility as a side hustle completely forever? So I don't know that I thought it was going to be a side hustle, but I definitely didn't know right away, like, oh, we're, you know, like, we're all in, we're doing this. And it, it's something, it's something that we had to explore and had to evolve for sure. I, I and I think that's a, that's a process. And, and I think that's also okay. If you're, you know, if you're doing something on the side now and you're, and you're working on it and you want to see where it goes, or you have certain goals before you sort of like make the move, that's fine. You you don't have to all or nothing something, um, all or nothing something. For what we were doing, you know, we, the conviction built very quickly. Um, and it was also <clears throat> all consuming very quickly. So I, I think our, our timeline kind of was a little bit more expedited. Afton and I are both, you know, we have no interest in sort of like, just like tiptoeing into things to just see for a while and like hang out for a while. No, no, no. We were like, we're pretty like decisive, intense people. So we were like, if we're doing this, we're t- we're doing this, yes. which which I'm ultimately glad for. I think the slow thing can sometimes cloud your decision making, and sometimes you have to kind of like make the call. So for us, it was pretty it was pretty quick in that regard. So if there's some women listening right now, going to modernfertility.com, I know that my sister lives in New Jersey. She couldn't order a kit to Jersey. So what is the the reasoning? I'm sure there's a whole legal side to yeah. it. Like why is that a yes. thing? So we're available in 47 states. We're, we're not available in New York, New Jersey, or Rhode Island. I know all my my fiance's from New Jersey and everybody there. Yeah, is like, my whole family. It's just a regulatory, it's basically a regulatory, a different process. So we're working on it. It's only a matter of time and we'll and we'll open that up. But in any other any other state, you can head to modernfertility.com and get a test. Well, I don't know if I should admit this on the podcast. I just had her and one of my great friends send the kits to me in Seattle and I just mailed it to them and that's what we did that's that's because you're a side hustler <laughs> right i should be charging them a little extra <laughs> to do this but th- i was like just mail it to me and i'll mail it to you so now i've got my own business making zero money but helping women <laughs> with their fertility in new jersey <laughs> another side hustle you can't help it no i know i was like i'll help so i text him like how are your eggs did you get your eggs results back yet please tell me how well your eggs are doing as well we keep the conversation we've got going on. So it's been fun. But what you guys are doing, it really is incredible to I've had a woman who was like 22 reach out to me after I posted about you guys on Instagram, saying that 
she was, you know, just got married, wasn't ready to have kids, but tried it and wanted to see what she was working with and was super grateful Mm -hmm. to other women my age who are 31 working their butts off, not having Mm -hmm. kids anytime soon, but also want to be mentally prepared or physically prepared for what's about to happen when they are ready. And there's just this broad spectrum. And it's so crazy that (laughs) you guys have been able to break into this world and and help so many women. So kudos to you guys for that because I cannot thank you enough for it. Thank thank you so much for saying that. I'm just I'm grateful every day that we get to work on something that is going to help our our the lives of our daughters, of yeah. our friends, of ourselves, and we really think that this is at the crux of a lot of strange inequities and stress um and if this can alleviate some of that, we're we're, <laughs> we're very lucky. <laughs> Please don't die. Don't die. We need you. We need you to fix women's health. Please don't die. I'm good. Drink your water. We need you. Everybody's going to, yeah, everybody's going to wonder what happened. (laughs) I'm okay. You're good. So one thing I ask everyone who's been on every episode is what app has helped you, whether it was specifically with your side hustle and your company or an app that has just helped you get through life that isn't Instagram because that does not count. So it could be something that's helped your business or something that has helped you organize, or it could be a mindfulness app, something that you're like, oh, I would totally tell you, download this app right now. I'm totally lame. I I love the notes app on my phone. It just like is not even an app. So on I've toyed with a bunch of different, yeah, on iPhone, I've, I've toyed with a bunch of different note-taking apps, but um, I do my best thinking when I'm walking in circles and I often have ideas that I'll just write down in my notes app. And we actually have lists of like all the funny things that have happened as we've been building modern, modern fertility. And it's just on my notes. And every time something happens, we sort of like add it to the diary. Everyone's <laughs> like, Carly, add it to the diary. So, you know, no secret there in my, my notes app. And then I do, I, I am very careful about making sure I get in my sort of like headspace time and my sweat time. And I like to sweat in the morning, do something, whether it's a walk or a yoga class or a a biking or whatever. Um, And so I'm probably in mind body more than anything else, just like booking new little things for the morning. Oh, the mind body app, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not not super exciting on the app front. It's I you know it's ironic, but I've I've never been one who's up on the latest greatest apps. Well, I don't believe say. that. But if you have any suggestions, I'm I'm open. To okay. Them. Well, I will. I, a lot of people talk about Asana, which when you said that you guys made mm. lists, I immediately thought of that. I've been hearing that one a lot lately, and it's great yeah. for groups. So I just thought of that. But I'm with you. I I'll use Asana, but I cannot survive without my iPhone notes app. It's just where everything goes. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, it's the repository. When did you and Afton start creating a team, like hiring people? Because it's not just the two of you, I assume at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are now 15 people full time and we have a a slew of amazing contractors who help us around the table also. Yeah. Hiring, hiring has been, it's been fascinating, but it, it's the best. (laughs) Having a team is the most wonderful, rewarding one of the most wonderful, rewarding parts of starting a company. And you alluded to the fact that there are so many different components to this business. There's, you know, the physical packaging that comes to you. There is the, you know, the digital product and the experience and the support. And to have a human being who is way better than you at the thing that you were holding together, you know, the best you could is the best gift. That's, so, and it's cool that you guys know that and you know to bring in other people. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and like we talk about this all the time. If you can fire yourself from as many of the functions that you were holding together as possible and just like, well, just think, you know, like I am, I, I relinquish this and, and, and have it's somebody hard. Who is, it's, it can, it, it is hard. It can, it can be hard. Um, and it, it depends on what that is, but the first time you see that work out, <laughs> then it's like everything. You, you, yeah. Yes. And, and it's up to you to make the, the best decisions possible on that hiring front where it's such a, a unique sort of stage and have so much opportunity and we're all, you know, focused on this very, very clear mission. We, we actually have a neon sign in our office right outside the door, but we just have this internal mantra that is simply, we trust women, that's it. And that is like what we're all working toward and making sure that we're finding, you know, the right people who believe in that, you know, through and through and are just, are just wonderful, authentic people who happen to be really, really smart and good at the things that they're good at. One of the things that's really important to us is that you can just be your weird, wonderful self here. Uh, we're all weird in our own ways. So um, that's something that we want to continue to to maintain as we, as we grow. You guys have an actual space now, I'm assuming as well. We do. Yes. Cool. We're, we're in San Francisco. We're in the mission. We're in a it's very, um, if you ever come to see us, come anytime. Thanks. It's very like quintessential startup. We have like a garage door and cool. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, like warehousey. And we actually learned um, after a couple months after we moved in that both Lyft and Airbnb started in the same, in the same spot. How cool. Yeah. That is I awesome. Know. And we, and Good our vibes. landlord, we were like, you, yeah, we were like, you didn't tell us that that was the first, it's a that, selling that would point. have been the selling point, <laughs> but yeah. So good vibes. That's cool. I want to talk a little bit about how you guys get the word out because I originally found out about you guys through a company who reached out to me asking me if I wanted to work with you as an influencer, post about you on Instagram, that whole deal. Has that been beneficial for you guys using influencers and what other ways do you guys get the word out about modern fertility? Yeah. So women sharing with other women is just like the most impactful, most wonderful thing. So telling, so you being able to tell your story and um, connecting with other people who have sort of a unique perspective on all of this. I think we have learned so much in building this company, but if we didn't know it before, you know, every woman is at a completely different life stage, has had completely different experiences. And fertility is so formative. It's so emotional. It's so culturally stigmatized. It's so many things. So often, you know, it, it's it's amazing for us to be able to sort of put the experience in the hands of someone who has a community that understands them and then put it in their own words, like to be able to explain how this felt to them the way that you've been able to do. Like there's nothing there's nothing more impactful than that and, and there's nothing more authentic. So when we think about getting the word out, you know, we always say it's about education. I feel really lucky that we we get to grow by like promoting education. You know, like we have a blog that all the topics come from women asking us questions every day, all day long. Women ask us about IUDs and, you know, the cost of egg freezing and even like circumcision one day when they'll have to choose whether they do that or not for their male baby and whatever. That's and awesome, we though. go and we research the heck out of it and then we, and we publish on it. So we're lucky in that sort of like our getting the word out is is education based and that's great and the more sort of 
authentic stories that that can be shared about this stuff, the more, you know, the stigma and that that sort of like warped perception that I had about like, no, no, yeah. this isn't for me gets turned on its head. So so thank you for being a part of that. No, I I my first thing when I was asked about it was, well, I don't really want to have kids and I or I uh-huh. don't think I want to have kids. And I've preached that yes. on the radio, on Instagram. Like, I don't think I want to have kids. And they're like, well, it's not going to tell you if you can or can't have kids. It's just kind of kind of because I yes. immediately shut it down. I was like, no, it doesn't make sense for me. And then when I learned what it was and I was like, yes. well, if I'm unsure of wanting kids, this is probably a good thing just to know what's going on in my body. Because whether you want kids yep. or not, it's still just great to know what the heck is going yes. on in there. We hear from a lot of women who don't think they want to have kids. We're like, I don't want to have kids or I don't think I want to have kids, but I want that to be my own choice. Right. I don't want it to just sort of be this, this thing that happens and I'm not choosing it actively. And I think that's amazing. So it, you're, you're absolutely right. Not to mention your fertility hormones are led into your brother health, you know, like your thyroid health, your ovulation, all of these things. So very much affect, you know, how you operate in the world. So I think that's really important. You don't have to even know you want kids at all to, to want to get a better sense of how this is all working in your body. There's also something that tells you if you'll go into menopause at a certain age or if you'll go into menopause earlier than most women who are your age. Am I saying it wrong? I want to make sure I'm getting it right. No, no. Um, you're, 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 you're right on. <laughs> One particular hormone that you alluded to earlier that we measure is AMH. Yes. And it has been shown in clinical studies to be tied to menopause onset. So you can use your, your AMH and you can talk to your doctor about potential menopause timing. And I think the really interesting thing about menopause is, you know, the average age of menopause is 51. If you go through menopause earlier than average, as a modern woman, we actually start to lose fertility 10 years before that. So the average age is 51. You're starting to sort of get signs of that around 41. And if you go into menopause early, you know, that could be 38. And that's, that's like right in the thick of like the promotion and all the things. So it's not, and it doesn't have to be scary. It's just, you know, like every woman goes through menopause, you know, every woman is like, every woman is different in the timing. And like, those are the specific few years that are so important for us to understand. Oh, absolutely. So we, we break that all down uh, in your reports. And, and you can also always either ask a question in the Eganar, reach out to us with a question or um, chat with a, with a fertility nurse to, to make sure that you're, you're, you're getting all the info you need about, about menopause specifically about, you know, potential egg freezing or IVF about uh, about your ovarian reserve, which you alluded to earlier yeah. and, and so much more. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I know it was so hard for us to schedule a time because hashtag hustling and all the things. So this was, <laughs> we did it. yeah, no. And I'm glad you got to kind of tell the story too, because yeah, I can do it in an Instagram post, but the fact that you were able to explain what modern fertility is, I know is going to be super helpful for so many people listening. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was so fun. And sorry for the coughing fit earlier. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Side Hustlers. I know there are a billion podcasts out there and you could have listened to any of them. So I appreciate very much that you took the time out of your day to spend with me. To learn more about Modern Fertility, you can go to modernfertility.com slash Carla Marie. That's where you're also going to get a discount on your kit. It will be automatically applied when you go to that link, modernfertility.com slash Carla Marie. Thank you for the support of this podcast week to week. We've been doing it for... 
almost a year and a half now. So thank you for that. And mainly, thank you for supporting all of the guests I have on this podcast because it's so cool to see them get excited about you reaching out to them. So keep doing it. Spread the love. You have no idea how good it makes these people feel. You can email me with suggestions. It's sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. That's suggestions for guests, things you want to hear from the guests, literally anything. It doesn't even have to do with this podcast. Sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can always reach out to me on Instagram. It's at the Carla Marie. Next week, we've got a graphic designing dad on the podcast, and I can't wait for you to hear Mike's experience of how he hustled through college and way beyond that. Until next week, keep hustling. The weekly podcast that started it all. They just wanted to have fun as they dreamt of one day having their own morning show. And now they do. But the tradition continues every Friday. My Day Friday with Carla Marie and Anthony. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Kick off your weekend with Carla Marie and Anthony. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.